For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What up, T? What's up, Big E? Before we get to talking, man, let's yeah. go ahead and jump into it. We got Believe. Our people at Believe is looking out for us at Bet Online as well. Head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code Believe, B-L-E-A-V, to get started. Bet Online is your continuous source of all sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Bet Online, where the game starts. I know we tried to make a little bet before we got on air today. Did I win that bet? Absolutely left- not. Absolutely not. D, he and made that D. Matter of fact, we got D Smith in the building today. <laughs> we got D Smith, the guy that handles all of the, the editing for us and our dope logo and does flyers for myself. Yeah. Does all types of things. Guys, contact D Smith Designs for sure for any of the best flyers, videos, commercials, whatever it is that you need to get done. But D actually lost $20 because we bet if I could throw the water bottle in the trash can and it made it. So he didn't hear me say my bet, did he? Okay, good then. No, and you said a dollar, but you... Oh, you said you heard me say a dollar? Yeah, I heard a dollar. Okay, you okay. still owe me that breakfast from months ago. We, That's we, you true. You know what I'm saying? You, I'm going to call the, the, the bookies true. on you, man. We're going to have to get the people to come up there and take the money from you. But how everything going at uh, the Premier Sports Academy? Everything is going great. Everything is yeah. going great. So what's up with the 707? I saw the other day you had a good group of looking young men out there. Yeah, man, we got about we got about 50 kids out there, man. And 50? we got about 50. We have between the... Between 50 of them, we got about four or five teams. Our nice. first game this weekend, we go to Raleigh. Okay, okay. Yeah, we go up to Raleigh. Play our first what's, game the, what's the age groups? We got from 9U to 18U. Okay, because I saw some younger kids out there. I didn't mm-hmm. know what the age because I was about to say, Eric need to be out yep. here. I'm telling I you, know what we it need was. to get him out there. He ain't old enough yet. He ain't but six. So. Okay. <laughs> but he, go, he coming, though. Okay. You know, he'll be out there eventually. But, you know, as far as for me, we started our season. Mm-hmm. Not started off how we wanted to. We're 0-2 sitting out now with the North Carolina Rebels. But we have our first home game. Uh, this coming weekend as well against the Fayetteville Ducks. Um, it's their first time ever coming to play us at home. Okay. Uh, history, we've, luckily enough, we beat them both times, with two, three times we've played them. Mm-hmm. I hope we can get on this winning thing sooner than later because I really need it to happen because I'm tired of losing. I don't like that mess. So. I get it, man. But other than that, we're good. I need to get some of my players out here at the academy to train is what I need Bring to Bring them do. out, man. Yeah, I really need to. We've been need, talking about it for a while. For a while. We've they been need, talking about they it. They need the love. They need all of that work, but... <laughs> Let's talk about some NFL news. We the biggest thing out there, hands down, is the signing of Deshaun Watson. You know he is finally getting an opportunity to play again. Yep. But obviously, it comes with some baggage. Is it really? Is it really baggage? I mean, or is it just? We'll talk about that part. But yeah. I, I just want to—is it—is it really baggage, or is it, or is it? Um, Conspiracy theory. Conspiracy. That's exactly what I was trying to come up with that word. Is it conspiracy or is it really baggage? It's baggage. You think it's baggage? I mean, it's, it, I mean, you think about it. He signs $220, $230 million. $230 million deal. Five years. Yep. 45 up front. Yep. 
First year, one million. One million, just in case he gets just in case he gets suspended, suspended for the baggage. Yeah. Okay. For the baggage. <laughs> okay. I mean, you're talking twenty two cases recently have gotten dropped, basically, mm-hmm. of sexual misconduct. Um, which obviously that's nothing to play with. Um, you're a father of a daughter. I'm a father of a daughter. So yep. we completely understand if someone even thought about touching our daughter's wrong, I want them to get every punishment they could possibly get. And I feel the same way with Deshaun. If he happens to be guilty of any of this stuff, he, he, he needs to get the punishment. Yeah. But if he's innocent, I also hate the fact because once you label with that, innocent or not, yeah. people are still going to look at you differently. Yeah. And, but with him, I feel like, so he had 22 cases. 22. 22 of them. He didn't take a plea. He didn't take a plea. He didn't pay anybody off. Didn't pay nobody off. And he was found not guilty. What else is it that he has to do? If you have 22 cases and you don't get indicted on any of them, I mean, did he do it? Did that's he do question. it? See, and that's what makes me always go back to ever since the Brian Flores conversation came out about the owners trying to pay him what is 150000 a game yep. to lose. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I don't care what, what you do for a living. $150,000 is a lot of money yeah. for you to go and do your job in a mediocre manner. True. Like, Really? And, and, and then also, it, it's such a sensitive thing for me because I get mad because it's, think about all the people wagering on games yep. and the owners paying the coach $150,000, which is probably more than anybody that bet on a game would win. How many, how many people lost money if Brian Flores would have actually attempted to lose on purpose? You know but what? you had that receiver getting suspended for betting. I know I'm jumping off subject, yep. but it just it kind of all ties in. No, I got you. Which makes me go back to the billionaires are able to manipulate things to get what they want. Mm -hmm. And I also, is it questionable to say that the Houston Oilers owner might have, or somebody in that organization might have triggered these allegations on Deshaun Watson because he wanted to leave? You know, there is no evidence of that. Of course not. But kind of fishy. It's fishy. You can't, it's kind you of can't, fishy. You can't walk away from and not think that there was some foul play behind the scenes for nothing to come out. 22 cases. 22 and not nay one. None of them. Now. Paid nobody off. Didn't take no a plea. plea. And he had the money to pay people off. Yeah. You know. And then now he still has some civil suits that are there. Um, he has to get through those, yeah. obviously. And, and I don't know how that's going to play out for him. Nobody knows. Uh, and you talk about the Cleveland Browns where they said they did an extensive investigation on their own behalf. Into they had this. to to pay him $230 million, guaranteed. Guaranteed. So that's what makes me think that no businessman without facts would invest $230 million into a human being, guaranteed. And not over even five years. Over five years, which is a lot of money. Not to mention, we're going to give you forty-five up front. Up front. How's I mean, you get forty five up front. It's kind of hard to go to work. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm, I'm good, but I'm hoping it all plays out for him, man. And then you got the sensitivity where you have players who are right now saying, "How does the Calvin Ridley get suspended for a season?" But then you have people, child abuse and uh, domestic issues with women and stuff like that. Only got six games, so they're speaking up on that. Now, when it comes to him. What's going to happen in that case? I, mean, I know they've mentioned six games. I've heard it in the conversations, but I don't necessarily what, know what's going to Yeah. But why? I know. If any of the civil suits happen. I mean, that's, that's really, if that happens, 
that really make it seem like you are guilty until proven innocent. Yeah. Not the other way around. For sure. You know what I'm saying? But what did he do? Now, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm very sensitive to people out there that has went through stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm not trying to blow it off like, you know, they coming up with stuff. So I'm not trying to blow that off. But he didn't get indicted on any right, of them. Right, right. I mean, I, I've actually personal experience, not from me, but I had a friend who got accused of rape mm-hmm. and spent four months in prison before he was found innocent. But he felt as if his name and his face was so bad in the community that he moved. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he, it was no matter what, we knew you were gone for four months because sure. of this, of this, regardless, regardless of, if you became yeah. innocent or not. Yes. We might gather in small bunches occasionally be around him, yep. but he's not going to jump right back. Boom. I'm back. No, yeah. because people are going to still look like, did he, or did he not? Did he just get away with it? True. So when you slander somebody's name with something like domestic or sexual abuse or rape or anything like that, it's really hard to, ba- to bounce back from. And I'm hoping if, Deshaun Watson is absolutely, truly innocent mm-hmm. that he's able to put that behind him. We've had other superstar athletes do some things, yeah, you know, um, and were able to, to get behind it. You know, jokingly, I was like, well, Ray Lewis had his incident back in the day, and, mm-hmm. and Kobe Bryant had his incident, and Ben Roethlisberger had his incident, and mm-hmm. they were able to still have successful Hall of Fame careers. Yeah. So hopefully Deshaun can bounce back from everything. But- and to hit back on the Ridley situation with the gambling part of that, to me, it was only what fifteen hundred dollars. Fifteen hundred dollars. Fifteen hundred dollars. But that's in your contract. Like I knew nothing about fantasy football right. or any of that stuff when I was playing because you couldn't you couldn't play it. It told you not to do it. You can't do it. It's in your contract. So I mean, that was a breach of contract with him. And I can see how because there's a lot of stuff out here now when it comes to the NFL that games are rigged and mm-hmm. so that's just really playing into what the fans kind of think sometimes on certain games. Right. When stuff go crazy and like, how did that happen? It got to be rigged. But they, they show you know the little saying? highlights. You see the little video going around with Calvin Ridley where it's just like, where are you running to? Like, if he would have <laughs> just stayed straight, he would have scored, but he cut across the field and yeah. get tackled. And I was like, oh, okay, he's been betting against games, which you can't say that he has or he hasn't because we don't know. Yeah. You're never going to know. But like you said, it's in his contract. He should follow the rules. Yeah. So you can't really feel bad for him. Is the punishment a little harsh in my eyes? Probably, you know. The only reason why I would say the punishment is not as bad is because what happened to Pete Rose? He can't even get into the Hall of Fame because the baseball player. Baseball's because of betting. Yeah, but baseball is a different beast, man. But it's still a sport. It's still the integrity of that sport. You're right. You know what I'm You're saying? Right. And so, he absolutely deserves to be in the Hall of Fame compared to other people. Exactly. So to me... Ridley, if they really going to take it serious, Ridley, to me, got off with just a year because he could have got banned from the league. He could have. He could have had. And, Ro- and Rose got banned pretty much, didn't he? he got so, banned. So, so he, he, to me, it's not a slap on the wrist because he's going to lose a whole year of a paycheck, but it could have been a lot worse. What was it, 1500 and he lost $11 million? Yeah. Could have been a lot worse, though. He could have been done, like done, done. $11 million. $1,500. Why he didn't just bet one of his boys? <laughs> Why you, you know what I mean? Like, bet your friend or something. Like, Jesus. I know. Where are the people that are around him? But then again, he could have been late night laying in the bed exactly. and made that bet. Yeah, Nobody around him. They would never, they would never. You know, but, you know, it's, do you think Deshaun Watson is going to be able to produce like he did before he was, uh, Man, he yes sat out this match? Yes, indeed. But yeah. tell me a reason why, because I don't believe so. He's a winner. He's been a winner everywhere he's been. True. Even when he was with the Texans. He was a winner down there as well. You know, so college, he was a winner. For sure. You know, I just think 
And truthfully, the Browns got what they needed. They had a defense, mm-hmm. a crazy defense. They got an amazing run game with Chubb and Hunt. Mm-hmm. They got they got Amari Cooper back. But who else? They're allowing the other two starting receivers that were there last year to see what they can do in free agency. And they just signed a guy uh, who hasn't played in four years. Who is that? Who they signed? I can't remember his name. He hadn't played in four years. He was a former uh, 15th overall pick. Okay. But he hasn't played in four years. Um, suspended for uh, performing enhancing drug policy thing. So they got to beef up the receiver, the receiver part of it. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you got a mean run game the way they do, and the they defense do. that can stop you, and you got a quarterback there that's not just he's a pocket passer and he can get outside the pocket and right. do things as well. So I wouldn't be surprised if they take that division over this year. You still, I was gonna say Super Bowl, didn't you? Nah, 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 I was about to throw something nah, at you said that. I wouldn't be surprised if they win that division this year. Now, who's in that division? You know it better than I do. You got the Bengals in that division. Okay. You got the Ravens in that division. Exactly. You got the Steelers in that division. Mm-hmm. And you have the Browns. So they got to get past the Bengals. I mean, you always got the Ravens. No. The Ravens ain't never going to get back. You don't think so? Why no, you think that? No, because Buddy going to get hurt because he run too much. He, go, he runs way too much. Do they still have the backup? No. That's a good question. They need him, though. They need They him. better keep him there because they next year, if uh, Lamar Jackson does get hurt, he probably can hold it down for him because and, and, he has that experience now. Now, I watched a, a podcast the other day yep. which uh, had Chris Johnson on it. Yep. And obviously, he was a former teammate of mine, former Pirate, just like we are. And... He was talking about how running backs are used now. And you had mentioned about the Browns have such a dynamic duo in the back. But running backs, he said, they could rush for 1300 and catch for 200 and get $40 million now. But back then, he was getting chastised for being 2,000 yards. And they said he lost a step when he rushed for 1500 the next year. Yeah. You know, and I just think it's crazy. And then going back to the Browns, I was sitting there thinking, I was like, both of those backs got hurt. I know you use them as they have a good thing there, but both of them were out at the same time. Both of them. At the same time. So I don't see the Browns really doing anything. I feel like they overpaid. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Overpaid for who? Deshaun? Yes. I don't think so. They overpaid. I don't think he so. got to prove something. When you have all this leverage, I mean, you pay for what you want. That's what everybody says in anything, and they want him to be great. Is he a great talent from his history? Yes. Yeah. But you sitting here saying that he was on practice. He practiced every week with the Houston, mm-hmm. and you think he kept game talent alive. Because he's practicing. Now, of course. Man, you know practice time, ain't like no game. Game time is different from practice. Don't get me wrong. I, I definitely understand that. Mm-hmm. But it's not like he wasn't still in the mix of practicing, still in the mix of just being around football and still practicing. Right. You know, so to me – by him missing those games, it just took some of the wear and tear off his body. Every backup quarterback is at practice every week. Yep. And when they get into the game, we know there's a difference between the starter and the backup. But they're not slated as a starter. They're slated as a backup. So they're a backup for a reason. Yeah, but they're still professionals. But somebody got a backup. Some, everybody's not going to So you're telling age. me, you play receiver for a long time, so you're telling yep. me every receiver that played in front of you was better than Terrence Copper? See, if you say yes to this. Me and you going to literally dive. No, because I, I want to give you an honest answer, my honest opinion about it. I feel like a lot of, the, like the ones and 
like the number one receiver, mm-hmm. probably was. Yeah. The number one receiver. It's a difference between a number one receiver, a number two receiver, and to me, a number three receiver and a number four receiver, to me, is kind of interchangeable. Okay. Okay. Who's and the best number one that you had on the team? That's number one. That's a good question. Where I played at? Really? He played the Saints. CTE is real. Uh, <laughs> he played at the Saints. Saints. Cowboys. Cowboys. Ravens. Kansas City. Let's go. You have Roy Williams in Dallas, right? Yep, with safety. No, no I the, had the safety in Dallas. Roy, the, Roy the, receiver, the, the receiver was gone already? He was gone. So you, what was it, T.O.? I'm going to go with I'm gonna go with Terry Glenn. Where was he at with you? Dallas. Dallas? Yep. Terry Glenn, light-skinned Terry Glenn. Yep, he died a few years ago, though. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, but Terry, and he was my favorite receiver growing up. So, of course, I'm going to say Terry Glenn. But you still got guys that. Dwayne Bo, wasn't he at Kansas City? Bo was at Kansas City, but like I say, Terry Glenn was my favorite. Bo, that's my dog. Me and Bo, we cool. Super cool. When you but, were at the Saints, was I that? I grew the, up liking Terry Glenn. Horn wasn't with the Saints, though. Joe Horn was with, with the Saints. Was he good? Joe Horn, was, Joe Horn tell you something about Joe Horn. Joe Horn didn't get tired. We will have practices where it'll be a 15 play uh, strip. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't take no plays off. He'd go the entire 15 plays every rep. I'm like, yo, how is he doing this? I mean, you're running goals, you're running post routes, deep comebacks on, on nakeds. Oh, man. He run right back to the huddle, get right back up, rolling again. He didn't get tired. Well, that's because he didn't let nobody get no rep. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't let nobody get no rep. That's why he played so much. That, that could be true. He was taking everybody else's reps away. <laughs> you know, so Dwayne Bowe, yep. he wasn't. He wasn't legit? No, Bo was Bo was legit. Like Bo was legit. But you can't ask me who's my favorite number one, who's my best. I said who the one. best number one. I ain't say favorite. But you can't ask me that because I guess you could ask me that. But if I didn't play with Terry Glenn, mm-hmm. Bo would probably be the number one. Terry Glenn was the number one at Dallas. At Dallas. We had Terry Glenn. We had Keyshawn Johnson. Oh, uh, yeah, Keyshawn was, was more disease. Mm-hmm. And Keyshawn was good too. You know. But I'm gonna still go with Terry Glenn because I grew up a Patriots fan. And he played for the Patriots. So. Okay. But if I'm not going Terry Glenn, I'm going to so say Bo. So this was more of a fan thing. It was a fanboy, your teammate, for a little while. I had to for get over while. it. I had to get over it. Once you get to the league, you can see guys that you grew up watching. Yeah. And then it got to get to the point to where, okay, I'm not watching these guys now. I'm here. I am them. Yeah, yeah. I'm here. So your whole mentality got to change. And once you step on that field, it changes. For sure. But best running back that you're on team with. Jamal Charles. Jamal Kansas Charles. City. Kansas City. Hands down. From Texas. From Texas. Mm-hmm. Jamal Charles. I'm not even, it ain't even close. Marion Barber? I love Marion Barber. He's good, but he's not a Jamal Charles. Not, well, what, what does Jamal Charles do? Everything. He was one of those back, he was one of those back that all you want to do is get your block. Because mm-hmm. we could be on our 10 yard line, got to go right. 90. And he might be able to do it. He break it, he gone. Once he break, you ain't catching him. And i tell you another thing. The year that Jamal Charles tore his ACL, Adrian Peterson tore his ACL as well. Adrian Peterson came back and rushed for, I want to say, 2,000 yards. 2,000, he did. Jamal Charles came back and rushed for 1,500 yards. It was never spoke of. Just AP because AP did the 2,000. Adrian Peterson did the 2,000. But Jamal Charles, man, he came back and rushed for 1,500 yards after he tore his ACL the next year. That's big time. That's he big averaged time. like eight yards a carry. 
That's a lot. That's a lot. That's some good blocking downfield. That's some good blocking. That's some good running. That's some good tackle break. That's some good everything. Now, you're going to probably say that you and you are of age. I'm not going to say what your age I'm is. 40. but you're Okay. <laughs> All right. So okay, Look, I'm proud of that. It could be the other way. It could be, it could be no, <laughs> no more real. years, you know. But do you remember back when we were in college? Yep. We had the Leonard Henry. You had Art Brown. Yep. Had Marvin Towns. Mm-hmm. And you got to throw in Jamie Winston. Jamie, Jamie, Jamie Wilson. Wilson. Yep. yep. Who was better out of them? Leonard in Henry, college. In college. Leonard Henry was probably the most productive back, mm-hmm. I think, because he was just a straight downhill runner. Go get you something. Yeah, he was a straight downhill runner. But to me, the one who had the most talent Art Beasy. Art Brown. Head of the art. Art Brown. He had the most talent. Yeah. Hands down. Marv, Marv was good as well. Don't get me wrong. Marv was good. But it was a lot of times where Marv really couldn't showcase his talent because, you know, he was cramping up. Cramping. What was it? 2% body fat? 2% body fat. Like I said, he yeah, was just. It's an action figure. You know, so <laughs> a lot of his production was hindered because of him cramping a lot. Right, right. Which but, I, but I agree with that. I agree with that whole Art Brown, definitely. Best receiver. Hmm, that I played with. Yeah, and when we were in college, mm-hmm. in our time frame, I mean, obviously I came towards the end of yours, but yep. that time frame, East Carolina University, the best receiver. So I got to throw this out here. Please don't say Stokes. Please no, I got to throw it out there because Stokes was my mentor. So I got to throw it out there. Oh, I got to say Stokes, not right now, but I'm just saying Stokes was a good receiver. Okay, but not the best. My favorite receiver was B2. B2, okay. He was my favorite receiver. All right. What did, did he go play college? I mean, professional? He didn't. He didn't? He okay. Didn't. I just want to say he, he's the mayor up in Virginia now, something like that. I love it. Yeah. We got to start doing that, find out some things for former players that we play with mm-hmm. and highlight them because they don't get enough credit out there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we, we had a chance to highlight Stokes a couple of weeks ago with becoming the head coach up there in PA, his first head coaching job, and he's coaching the CFL and arena leagues and all mm-hmm. that and finally getting his first head coaching job on the high school level. But – you know, B2 been a mayor. You have, you know, Devontae became, it's on the student board, the school board. Devontae? Right? Any on the school board raise yep, that? Something like that, yeah. And you have Willie Smith, who's a, a big-time realtor here in town. You yep. have Terrence Copper running his gym. You know what I'm saying? You got, you know, so many guys. You got Jay Ross, who's a narcotics detective. You got Derwin mm-hmm. Lamb, who's serving the PD right here locally. Yep. So many good guys, man, that are that we've played ball with. So we need to start highlighting those guys and, and finding a way to get them onto the show in the future. So, Definitely. But I got something for you that I want to know. Yep. Okay. And ultimately, we've probably been asked these things uh, many a times in our life, but I want to hear what it is on the air. And basically, what would you tell the high school version of Terrence Copper? Hmm. If you could take 40-year-old Terrence and go sit down, kind of like that LeBron commercial. Yeah. You know, that new LeBron commercial where he's sitting with his young self talking to him about going to the league and all of that. Yeah. What would you, what is something you would teach or tell, what advice you would give to 16, 17, 18-year-old Terrence Copper? Go get it. Go get it. And I, know, it and, and, and I know it sounds crazy when I say go get it because I did a lot. In my lifetime, mm-hmm. in 40 for sure, years. For sure. But I still left stuff on the table. I agree. I was still, I was too conservative. Mm-hmm. Played it safe. Played it safe. 
I would tell my my younger self, go get it. No, and I, th- and I think for myself, if I was able to go talk to to little Biggie, because I'm bigger than I was back yeah. then, they called me Big Easy back then. Terrible name. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I can hear this is one girl, her name was Melanie Cobb. Yeah. And the way she said it with this country high-pitched accent, it's just like, to hear it, it was like, if she called me that, she's going to call me that. If she saw me today, she's going to say it. Say, it. say it on air. I ain't doing it. <laughs> I am not doing it. We're going to have to get her on air because she was a phenomenal <laughs> athlete, too. She's All-American in college and, yeah. and all of that, playing soccer and basketball. But I think I would tell myself is to find your confidence sooner. Like, yeah. be confident. You mm-hmm. are what people say you are as far as I've always doubted myself if I could do this, if I could do that, is it really going to happen? Am I going to go D1? Am I good enough to go D1 and all of this? And I was just like, even to, even appearance and stuff like that, I used to struggle with the fact that I was bigger than everybody. Mm-hmm. Because naturally, if I walk into a space, what happens? Everybody's going to spin around and look at me. Yep. It never fails. Like, it's You're just like, man I'm the, the big man in the room. So it's just like, and I get it, but again, I didn't have that confidence to walk with my shoulders up, yeah. head up, and not care what anybody thought about this big, massive human being. Yep. Now, I don't care. I wear a T-shirt that's too little. I don't care. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I don't care no more. You like, own it. Yeah, just, I own this. I am you Big E it. forever. I feel like if I, yep. if I lost 100 pounds, it'd be weird. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, it's yeah. just not going to be the same. You know, <laughs> and to move on to that, to, to, I guess, double up somewhat on that same question for you, mm-hmm. um, Who's had the biggest impact on T-Cop? Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's a hard one for me. I'm going to have to say everything. Everything. (laughs) D. Smith, I feel like that's a cop-out answer. I'm going to tell you, this is the reason why I say everything. It's because let's talk about Terrence when he was young. Okay. The stuff that I went through when I was younger, whether it was me hanging out on the corners late at night, drinking at a young age, you know, all the things I went through being, you know, my grandma stayed with my grandmother a lot because my mom worked a lot. Uh, the friends that I had then. Right. I just learned so much from everybody. Growing up in Little Washington, you learn so much growing up. You're just growing up and, and just doing certain, even me playing sports. Uh, my baseball coach used to come pick me up from my grandmother's house every day, you know. So I just, I think I learned from every, everybody played a big part in my life. Mm-hmm. It may not seem like it now, but when you look back on it, the reason why I am the way I am mm-hmm. is because of the things that I went through and the different trials and tribulations and successes that you had in life. So everything really molded me to be who I am now, even right. the good times and the bad times. Right. You know, because even the bad times, guess what? Now I know things not to do anymore. Right. You know, so to me, everything motivated me. All right. All right. And I say my biggest impact, lucky enough, I am absolutely blessed to have my father. Yeah. And I've had him from day one. And there was a time frame where I really didn't get along with him. I was scared of him. Yeah. He was a military man. Mm-hmm. Uh he shaved all his facial hair off, and it was just like his level of meanness just increased because he shaved his mustache. <laughs> I don't know what up. it was. It, it was just like, like he's just mean. But once I hit college, instantly became my best friend. Wow. Instantly. And I saw why he was always gone, and I might have had that little internal. It was like, man, he, he's 
going training here. He lived in Korea four different occasions. Yeah. Lived in Belgium. My mom and dad went separate ways as far as he went to Belgium, and she came to North Carolina so I could finish high school football in, in the States yeah. versus doing it in Europe. That sacrifice that they made for me, it's like you almost don't realize what he was doing it for. True. Like you hold it against him, and then now as a father myself, I'm just like, I completely get it. Yeah. Like, yeah. this man really and truthfully did so much my mama's taken care of. If I need anything, he is the first one to offer it. Yeah. If I don't need anything, like literally I can have a bush that needs to be cut. He comes to the house. If he sees some shears, yeah. he's cutting that bush. Like there's no if, ands, or buts about it. Didn't ask him, didn't know him. Just like, where daddy at? Mama coming out, like, where daddy? Yeah. You know, daddy out there in yard work. Got slacks on, some hard bottoms out there cutting the bush down. That is my guy. Like I, if I can be... 50% of the impactful as he is to my son, yeah. my son's going to be a phenomenal kid. I mean, a phenomenal, phenomenal man based off what I've learned from my father. He's by far the biggest impact. Now, I want to take it to another level. Mm-hmm. We have friends. Yep. The friend that has the biggest impact. And I'm going to go with Tyrone Bell. Big Ty. Me and you are not what we are today yep. if it wasn't for him. One for six. We're not what we are with Lamb. Cass, you go down the list of people that you probably would have never hung out with he was that if he wasn't that glue yep. that brought everybody together. Like, yep. literally. You know, D, you remember Sick Ty, right? P-Town baby. Yeah, yeah, from P-Town. Yeah, yeah. so you have all of these group of guys that were, in, and guys and girls that were from so many different places that if it wasn't for that one guy. Now, he passed away in 2010, rest, in, rest his soul, and mm-hmm. to this day. Has it been that long? 2010, bro. Yeah. That's crazy. And the saddest part about it is, you know, his son was only six, seven months old when yeah. he passed. And that's the most devastating thing ever. Like, I hate that idea. Like, I get emotional thinking about if I wasn't there for my kids now. Yeah. And, you know, his son is doing fantastic. Mm-hmm. He looks good. He looks like him. Has some of the characteristics of him when he speaks. Yeah. And it's like, you don't want to just keep, like, you know, <laughs> internally you got to hold it in. Just like, yo, like, that's him. You know what I mean? And. But as a most impactful friend, he was by far. Like he taught you how to be a friend to you, to yeah. your friends. Told you, not, taught you how not to judge people. Mm-hmm. Like we had ECU athletes, people that have been in trouble from Greenville, people yeah. that was from here, from there, and everywhere. Next thing you know, we all hanging out together. And there's no way, no way, yeah. I'm hanging out with this guy and this guy and this guy, which was my mentality back in the day. If it mm-hmm. wasn't for Tyrone introducing me mm-hmm. to these guys to learn that people are not as they seem from a distance. Yeah. Sometimes you got to get close to learn who exactly who the person is. That's true. You know, and I guess you'll say he was impactful in a way to what he taught me not to judge people. You can be friends with anybody. And like, yeah. I'm in debt to him for that, but uh, definitely most impactful and probably one of the greatest people ever. I'd, I'd say it every time. He's yeah. one of the greatest people ever walked this earth. I wish everybody could experience them, but Moving on, I ain't because I can talk about it all day long. You know, I love that, you know, I love that guy, and, yeah, I, and I ain't I getting it. emotional on this show. I it ain't it. happening. I love that guy. You I know, need some tissues. Sorry, yeah, I'm just, we good. It ain't gonna happen. I, you think I'm a snot on this sleeve right now? But, you know, <laughs> but if we had a another thing, another face from based off, I guess not the question of the day, but from the questions that I've came at with you was, what's the best part about being T cop? What's the worst part about being T cop? That's another good one. So the best part about being T-Cop is when I talk, 
people listen. And so I go give speeches at schools, uh, some everywhere. Mm -hmm. I give speeches. Sometimes it may be in front of 500 people. Sometimes it may be in front of 200. Depends on if I'm at a church. I didn't know this about you. I didn't know you gave speeches. Man, all the time. I'm kind of upset that I ain't been to one. <laughs> you need to come to one. Yeah, but you don't want me there because I've been but, the extra dude in the stands that's going to say something. But what I do is everybody think I'm going to come in and I'm going to talk about my career. Mm -hmm. And I talk about some of that stuff. But I always talk about everything that I went through. The bad parts of things. I talk about that. But what I do is I bring God into the mix. Mm -hmm. Because that's the only reason why I'm here now. Is That's the only reason I got out of certain things that I got out of. Or didn't get into certain things. Right. But my path trying to get to the league or just going through stuff in life. Right. If it wasn't from God, I, I wouldn't be here. Yeah. So when I go give these speeches and I'm talking to these kids. I was talking to, uh, I was talking to Candy the other day. And I think it was her. Could have been her. Somebody I was talking to the other day. Not the other day. Probably about a month or so ago. And I feel like I'm in God's special forces. This is why I say that. Because I can get in places, whether it's schools, wherever it is, and I can talk to these kids about God. And guess what they're going to do? Because God put me on this platform mm -hmm. that he put me on to be able to go to the league, and there's so many kids that want to be professional athletes, they're going to listen to everything I tell them when I go give these speeches. And when I, when I start, start throwing God out there about them, about a relationship with God, um, having one mind for God and understanding that God wants to do the exact same thing for you, maybe not professionally, but he wants to elevate you as well. But at the end of the day, when you give your testimony, you got to tell them why you got there, how you got there. Right. And you got to give them God. So I love that I can go different places and kind of just infiltrate different structures. Right, right. And put God there. Just put a little seed in their head about God. Putting the seed in their head. And they're going to take it differently because of who I am. Because of where you've been. Exactly. You know. So that's the best part about me that I feel like. Well, let's hit worst. <laughs> the worst part is not <laughs> the worst part is not that bad. But the worst part about me is I can't. Well, I'm just be frank with you. I can't talk to a lot of people. I can't talk to a lot of people about my problems. I can't talk to a lot of people about issues that I go Man. through. Man, because again, preach on now. Yeah, you can again, preach on now. Being who I am, a lot of people just want to hear what you got to say. So they can go back and say something else yeah. to somebody else. So I can't talk to a lot of people. So that's why a lot of times when I'm going through stuff, you're going to see the same smile on my face. But inside, I'm going through it. Right. You know what I'm saying? But, but I can't talk to nobody. You know, I can't talk to nobody about it. So that's the worst part. Not being able to talk to people uh, about certain things that's going on in my life. Uh, and then I can't, like I said, and it's not a real big issue, but. Even when it comes to my house. Like, I can't really tell anybody where I stay at. I can't invite. If you're not in my tight circle, you can't come to my house. You can't even know where I stay at. Right. You know, and that's because of the platform that I've been on. And I got to make sure that, you know, my house stays secure. Right. 
You know, makes so, makes sense. Makes sense. So I mean, that's that's some of the bad parts about it. You know, so I'm I'm just gonna address this real quick. You and this is not no powwow. Yep. You do know you can talk to your boy Big E, right? <laughs> just want to let you well, know. I appreciate it. I'm telling you that because <laughs> mental health is real, and it is and, real. and 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 to add this to the same thing, and I'm gonna start with the worst part. I'm in the same boat. Yeah. Where it comes to you're always an alpha male. People move when you say, let's go do something. Mm-hmm. Even when you try to push it off on somebody else, it still always comes back to your lap. Yep. To where you got to be the one that plans this, initiates that. Then, you know, uh, I noticed that years ago, it was just like we were leaving out an apartment and everybody went to my car when everybody had a car. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I want to ride, ride in the back seat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's just like you end up being, and it's such a blessing. And that's the thing. It's a blessing that you're able to be a leader and be a stature where people might want to follow or listen to what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And I honestly believe that God gave me my physical stature mm-hmm. so that way I can be heard and that the eyes are going to come to, you know what yeah. I'm saying? But then there's the pressures of, I want to always look good. don't want my name to be messed up. Yeah. I'm in this boat. I'm in that. Like, it's just like, Oh, if Big E can do it. Yeah. We just gonna call Big E. Mm-hmm. And one of my friends, we had a, a game night and we asked in the circle, a group of friends, a group of couples was, what is your role in our friendships? Yeah. It gets to me is Mr. Fix it or you don't know. He's the go to guy. Yeah. So I'm Mr. Go to. Yeah. And sometimes being the go to guy is tiring. Yeah. Especially when sometimes. Your effort to go to for someone else is not reciprocated. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I could do something and not say you, but I could do something for you. Yeah. And then you not reciprocate it. So now I won't do something for D because you made me mad. Got you. And it's unfair. That. So then I teach myself it's unfair. Your relationship with you and re- with you, D, they're different. Mm-hmm. So I can't hold a grudge I have against you against D. But now it has me doing another task for D now. Mm-hmm. And then he does the same thing you did. And I say, hey, I can't hold that against D or hold it against the next person because D and T cop did this. And now here it is. I'm in a cycle helping people and continuing to because I'm learning to forgive all the time and move on to the next one. But it's just like I don't know when to shake it. Yeah. I'm just now at 37 learning how to say no or I ain't got it yep. or I can't, don't have the time. And it's been extremely refreshing, mm-hmm. you know, and honestly, and being that way, sometimes I struggle asking people that I know I can ask for something and they're willing to do it. I don't want to do it because I don't want the pressure of making sure I reciprocate it. And then they be feeling the way I'm feeling. And yeah. I know it sounds crazy, I but, it's, it. <laughs> you know, it, it just it. It happens, man. And. And I would say, even going back to like the playing days, I would say one of the worst things was, and I would say this is always still one of the worst things, is that some people want to see you fail. Oh, yeah. They oh, don't yeah. want to believe that you were good enough to do it. Yep. Or whatever the case may be, or whatever it is that you're doing. There's someone is just like smiling in your face. And unfortunately, we can actually see it, and they think we don't. Mm-hmm. You know who they are. We just are. don't say it. We just, we just don't, don't say, say it. We just laugh on yep. them, and then we're chilling by ourselves. <laughs> You chuckle, it's like, that clown thought I couldn't do this. Man, you tripping. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. I ain't going to do anything, you know? But I don't know if I really went into it. I kind of went off on a tangent there. Nah, but, you hit the right But, head. you know, and, and going back to you not having anyone to talk to, I, I literally, I'm telling you, I'm with you on that all day long. Uh, I think it's something that African-American men that have been put in some type of pedestal at some point in state, mm-hmm. been a leader of men, you run into that where 
I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I'm not supposed to cry. I'm not supposed to be tired. Mm-hmm. I'm not supposed to. I'm not supposed to. I'm not supposed to. Yeah. But man, if them feelings don't go through you at the same time. So I don't know how we're going to get men that have been in our places or men, period, to voice themselves, you know, speak and, and go talk. I mean, I, it's hard, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's, it's literally. So I'm going to talk to you next time. You, you, you just say, T-Cop, <laughs> sit down. I'm talking. I'm going to let this thing out. Same with you, D. I'm going to call and talk to you, which, which I have talked to both yeah, of y'all. For sure. We yeah. can have these conversations whenever, you know. So ultimately, we got to support one another. People need to support one another. I'm a big believer in each one, reach one. Mm-hmm. And once you reach one, teach one. You know what I'm saying? So there's a big thing that people need to start doing is taking care of one another, looking out for one another. So people like parents who people would never think that anything can go wrong in his world. Something like myself, nothing's ever bad. You know what I mean? Yeah, it happens. Life is real and it's real for everybody. You know? Um, so, you know, with that being said, man, I think we should wrap up the show before it gets a little bit more real in here. Let's wrap it up, man. But look, I appreciate the talk. No, no doubt. I appreciate, I appreciate the you, talk. Bro. This is a little, little therapy session for me. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I'm telling therapy you, I, session. I like the, the questions. It's a phenomenal question. Yeah, man. We, I like we, the we questions. So next week, you have some questions. Fans, whoever's <laughs> listening, make sure you have some questions. Have some questions. Put them in our Facebook group. Post them. Hit us up personally if you know us. Whatever questions we want to talk about. It. We want to get away from just talking about sports. We're going to hit on it because that's who we are. Sports has been a major part in our lives. So we're always going to hit on that. But we want to have uh, some, some real conversations. Some real conversations. You know, I had a, a young lady said... Um, She's a coworker of mine, and one of the she asked one of the guys asked something to her, and she said no. And he was like, "Well, I'm grown. If I want to do this for you, I'm going to do it." Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Why do women always say no when someone's trying to help them or do something for them, but then say there ain't no good man out there at the same time?" <laughs> and I said, "I don't want to know if I'm going to talk about this. I don't know, but why do women always say no?" Maybe that's a question for next week. Maybe let's bring a female on. I had him answer. And let's that. have that conversation. Ooh, that's a real one. The real I'm one. I'm scared of that. Look. I'm scared of that. You just gotta make sure you bring the right one <laughs> <You> on. <gotta laughs> <bring it. laughs> yeah, but that's episode 27, brought to us by the people that bet online and believe. So 20 it's 28? You sure? 28. 28. We rolling, Big E. Hey, we have we passed half a year. You know what I mean? I did. I did. That's what I was thinking about. But hey, D Smith in the building. Appreciate you being here, bro. Appreciate all the things that you do Definitely. for the show. All right, my man. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.